Um, why is it that so many people knock Malinois when it comes to when it comes to dog training? Sometimes it could be a cop out for somebody to be, oh, it's, it's the, oh, he could do it, but with the Malinois. Yeah. Well, let me see you do it with the Malinois. Yeah. Then. Let me see you do <laughs> yeah. it. Larry, Larry Hansen, who is, uh, you know, at some point going to be on our podcast as well. Uh, she titled the, uh, I mean, she she played in French Ring Three. I'm not sure if she got both of her legs of French Ring Three or or what, but she played at French Ring Three with a pit bull. She was playing up there, and there's Malinois that never play up there. Mm-hmm. And so you could say the dog all day. Uh, I say it's your dedication and your consistency yeah. and obviously the dog that you have and your team. If you don't like a Malinois, if you don't like the German Shepherd or you, whatever, you know, don't mess with it. But I think you, I think it is, uh, it's wrong to knock people for, you know, for doing what they're doing. Basically, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, you ain't got to say it at all. What is up, everyone? This is our first podcast, Elevated Canine Podcast, with my co-host, Roel. What's up, y'all? What's up? How you guys doing? So, this, uh, you know, the the intent of this podcast is to obviously bring you guys uh, some more value regarding uh, dog training, as well as, uh, you know, other things. We're going to have different different people on the podcast, but my goal is to, uh, you know bring people on that could add value either with your dog training or just in life. What do you think, Royal? Yeah. I mean, it'll be cool to see uh, different aspects of dog training too, not just the sports stuff, not just the pet stuff. It'll be nice to see, you know, some scent work, some uh, herding training, different types of uh, dog training, not just what you see on a regular basis from us. Yep. 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 So uh, earlier, earlier I asked on a, on Instagram, uh, you know, for people to hit us up with some questions uh, regarding, uh, you know, just what, you know, if anything they want us to cover on the podcast. And we did get a couple and uh, I'm going to read one right now. And this is going to be this is a good one, I think, to start with for our first podcast. And it is how was your style developed over time and what influenced it the most? Uh, and that was a teachable canine. All right. So I would say what developed my style was uh you know, a whole bunch of different trainers. It, it wasn't just one trainer and a bunch of different dogs. It wasn't just one dog. Uh, as as most of you that follow us know that, you know, I started with the Connie Corso breed and, uh, you know, it's not a, it's it's a little bit different training a Connie Corso than it is a Malinois or a German Shepherd. And, you know, every dog is different. But with that being said, you know, some even in, within the breed, you'll have really good ones that offer, you know, that have really good genetics that allow for us to work and some that don't. And so uh, anyways, that that is what developed my style, the different dogs that I was working with. Sometimes you get some dogs with like low drive and you got to, you know, figure things out. And then you got some with medium drive. And I think those are the hardest ones because they make you feel like you're doing really good and then not so good. Um, and then you have the dogs like Guapo that have all the drive and good genetics for you to work with and, you know, are easy to work with. Um, as far as, uh, you know, what trainers I follow, I want to say uh, Michael Ellis is probably one of the main ones uh, that, you know, that I followed that kind of formed my style around. Uh, then we got Bart Bellin, uh, you know, and again, I have trained with many people and I have taken things from different trainers, but, I think those are my two main influences when it comes to dog training. What's up with you, Royal? Uh, when I first started getting into dogs and dog training, it was obviously mm-hmm. to train my own pet dog. And uh, the first 
I guess real trainer I'd learned from was a video cassette that I saw on uh, an infomercial on TV, and it was the perfect dog trainer. And um, I think that dude's probably been running that same commercial for like 25 years. Don (laughs) Sullivan, the perfect dog trainer. And uh, it worked for my first dog. But when I used that style of training on my next dog, I ran into some issues because he wasn't having it. And he just started shutting down and he wasn't handling the pressure the way my first dog did. So from there, I went and reached out to a couple of friends and uh, got me in contact with Oscar. So now... Uh, you know, I've learned things from other people as well, but that was very little. Everything I know as of right now, I've learned from Oscar and uh, some of the other trainers on our staff as well who have influ- influenced me. You know, you can learn from everybody, right, um, regardless of who you're with. And uh, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then you pick and choose. And uh, right now, you know, I'm trying to eat the eat the meat and spit out the bones from everybody that I see. And I'm still developing my style. I'm a very new trainer. Uh, I've only been with Oscar for about eight months now. And uh, from here on, it's just more growth and I get what I can from who I can. Yep, 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 yep. And an- another thing too, uh, it- it's funny because uh, I remember, like, so I had uh, I had Guapo and then I ended up getting Luca, which is a, is a Rottweiler who is now owned by my, my brother Christian. And uh, I remember a trainer that has been in dog sports for many years Saying some, saying something to Christian of, of like, oh, you know, you can't, you can't work that dog like a Malinois. You got to work him like a Rottweiler. But the dog, you know, the genetics of the dog served itself for it to. I mean, it looked like my, it looked like Wapo when he was healing. It looked like mm-hmm. you know, it looked like a Malinois, uh, if that's what you want to call it. But it was more my style of training that made that picture. I think not necessarily, um, you know. I didn't look at the dog as like, oh, it's this breed. I never said, oh, I'm going to approach this differently because it's a Rottweiler. I just approached it the way I know dog training. And I think sometimes, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, they'll hinder the ability of a dog because they want to, they don't see him or see her, uh, you know, like a dog. They like, they see it like the breed and necessarily they don't take in, you know, consideration the, you know, what the dog has to offer. So Luca gave it, had everything, you know, Luke, it wasn't just a dog that, you know, that I had to bring more energy out of or anything like that. The dog was intense and that's why he has done what he has done. And, you know, obviously with the, with the training of Christian, uh, you know, they've, they've gone on to do some good things. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, I get, here's a question that I have, that I have, I guess, um, why is it that so many people knock Malinois when it comes to when it comes to dog training? You know, you always hear people, oh, yeah, but it's a Mal. What, what is that? I mean, I get that they're high level and they're really good dogs, but why do people hate on the Malinois when it comes to people in dog training? Listen, man, I think just like anything else, people are going to, you know, it was, is the Malinois more designed to do certain things? Uh, rather, is a Connie Corso ever going to beat a Malinois in French ring? The answer is no. Uh, no. Why? Because the Malinois has been bred for many years for these tasks, for ring, for ring sport. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're never going to get that. You're never going to turn a Volkswagen into a Ferrari. Yeah. I, I get that part of it. However, it comes with its own difficulties. For sure. And which, you know, it might not be the same difficulties you're going to have with a, with a different dog, but it's still going to have issues now. Not every Malinois is the same. You're going to get, I've had some that, just didn't work for me and i had to you know 
I just parted ways with them. Some are doing search and rescue. Some are doing other things. So, but I think that really it's a, you know, it, sometimes it could be a cop-out for somebody to be, oh, it's, it's the, oh he could do it, but with the Malinois. Yeah. Well, let me see you do it with the Malinois. Yeah. Then. Let me see you do <laughs> yeah. it. But, you know, a lot of people would rather just not even mess with it. Why? Because they're like, oh, no, my breed is this breed. And, and they'll be there for 20 years and still not accomplish too much mm-hmm. with that breed. Um, and then you have people that are like, no, this is my breed. And they actually go on and accomplish things. And my thing is, could you have gotten to a higher level with the Malinois with the right genetics and a hundred percent. Yeah. You could do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But again, it comes with, and it's all levels. You know what I'm saying? Like just because I won two regionals doesn't mean that I'm going to go and win two nationals. There's levels to it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that people, if you don't like a Malinois, if you don't like the German shepherd or whatever, you know, don't mess with it. But I think you, I think it is a, it's wrong to knock people for, you know, for doing what they're doing. Basically, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, you ain't got to say it at all. Yeah. I, you know, the way I see it is, you know, if you're, if you're a good trainer and you have a good dog, your dog's going to perform regardless of what the breed is. Um, I do think it's a cop out. Yeah, but he's got a mal. What well, doesn't mean just because this guy knows how to train his mouth, he's not going to be able to train another breed of dog. That just makes, that doesn't make any sense. A good trainer is a good trainer, and a good dog is a good dog regardless. Yep. Now, I, I can't say that, you know, the Malinois did give me more to work with. Like, so, for example, in a Connie Corso, you could probably do two sessions with them, and they're going to be gassed out. While you, if you have a Malinois, you might be able to bring them out five times, and he's going to give you that same energy, yeah. you know? And that was one of my problems, I think, too, because uh, I was so into the training. I was so obsessed with it that I would overtrain sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and then overtraining uh, with my Connie Corso, he was like, yo, I'm over this. You know, and then I got a Malinois and I was like, yo, I could train all day with this dog, you know. Yeah. So in that sense, you know, it is it is easier, you know, uh, when you have a dog with the right genetics. But you could have a Corso that has amazing genetics and you can get a lot more out of it, you know, than from a Corso that doesn't have the drive to do the work. Yeah, so. yeah I'm sure there are Malinois out there who haven't gotten their... What is it? Uh, what does Benny have? IPO one? The IGP one? Yeah. Benny's got an IGP one. Uh, you know, a good dog is a good dog. You yep. have a Malinois that's not a good dog, and you trial it, and it's never going to get to a place that another dog of a quote-unquote, I'm not going to say lesser breed, of a different breed who did really well. Yep. You know, it, it, a good dog is where you find it, and a good trainer is a good trainer. Yep. Regardless yep. of, it, sure, you may get there, it may take longer to get there, but... The point is they got there. Yep. Larry, Larry Hansen, who is, uh, you know, at some point going to be on our podcast as well. Uh, she titled, uh, I mean, she, she played in French Ring 3. I'm not sure if she got both of her legs of French Ring 3 or, or what, but she played at French Ring 3 with a pit bull. And, uh, you know, it took a lot of effort, a lot of work, a lot of, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. But, uh, you know, she was playing up there. And there's Malinois that never play up there. Mm-hmm. And so you could say the dog all day. Uh, I say it's your dedication and your consistency yeah. and obviously the dog that you have and your team uh, sure. at the end of the day, what makes a difference or so. Sure. Um, let me see. I think I got one more question and then, uh, all right. The question is what to focus on with puppies who will become working dogs from uh, St. What is it? St. Rock. How do you pronounce that? St. Rock canine Academy. Yeah. From Chris, Chris Gutierrez. Shout out to Chris. Um, 
this is what uh one of the main things I would focus on with a, with a puppy is uh the language. Uh, the well, first of all, making sure that he has the right confidence. So getting them out into different different places, different environments, making sure you make them a very confident, stable pup. Uh, that that should be number one. You have a good relationship with the pup, uh, and you get them out. You know, the second thing would be to create a language that the puppy's going to understand, whether it be your markers or whatever, whatever you want to use, but create something that uh, you know that the puppy's going to understand. A clear communication with the dog from the beginning. Uh, that that is always something that you know that is very important to me. Um, so those are the two main things, and then obviously creating a dog that really enjoys working that pushes you to to work uh those 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 three things right there i think are the base of what can create a good uh, working dog awesome so yeah but uh anyways i think we should probably wrap this one up it's our first one so we're gonna make it short nice and short <laughs> yeah uh you know thank you guys for uh for checking it out and listening to us and uh to the next one make sure you guys uh you know remember elevate your mind elevate your canine let's go